is the Toddcast, a podcast that I, a guy named Todd, record while I drive to or from work, talking about a variety of things. There are no scripts, no show notes, just me chatting while I commute, so you can sit back and enjoy the ride. Hello, and welcome to the Toddcast. Um, today's a little different in that I am actually not driving anywhere. Um, uh, your humble narrator has the week off from work and therefore does not need to do much traveling by auto. And therefore, I am, have not recorded anything for a bit. And it occurs to me at, oh, I don't know, 9.30 on a Tuesday night that uh, I normally release these things at uh, 8 o'clock on a Wednesday morning. And so I should probably, you know, get it together and record a thing so as to be able to release a thing for y'all to enjoy whenever it is that you download and listen. So, um, yeah, today we're going to just meander around and pace on the first floor of my house and pop in and outside and have cigarettes in the ridiculous cold uh, whilst I uh, make some podcasts happen. So, uh, any background noise you may hear is uh generally attributable to that um and any road noise you pick up is the uh the road by my house so so there's that um yeah as i mentioned it's uh it's stupid levels of cold right now uh here in the uh, central ohio area because you know early november equals you know stupid weather and uh in this particular case uh we find we got our first snow um and it uh, apparently decided that it was just not even going to screw around because uh let's see yesterday afternoonish it was kind of gross it was you know cold because you know that's a thing um and sort of that misty kind of not quite rain but still precipitation enough to annoy you um and as the evening went on it turned into snow and it seemed like every time i stepped outside to have a quick cigarette i uh had to sweep off the front porch so i wouldn't be standing in snow and it just keeps coming and coming and coming and it's super annoying and i don't care for it um this has been a segment i call todd bitches about the weather um and i think we're done with that now um, so let's go ahead and segue and do something that hopefully is slightly more interesting uh, to folks. And that is, oh, how did she say it? The other day, Abby and I were, were hanging out and talking. And she said something to me to the effect of, you know, my adult life has way less interactions with the Bermuda Triangle than I would have expected as a child. Um, and she kind of said this with no real context, like we, we stepped outside to have a cigarette and she's like, and she, she dropped that, that line on me. And I'm like, okay, she's like that in quicksand. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like, you know, if from, from, you know, books I read as a kid and what you see in cartoons, you just expect there to be quicksand all over the place. But I don't know. I've never encountered quicksand and I got to thinking about it and you know, she, she's not wrong. Um. It seemed like every third or fourth cartoon had, you know, 
Wiley e. Coyote or, or, or some other cartoon character, you know, being mired in quicksand. And, uh, you know, it's just not a thing that you encounter uh, in real life, uh, at least not in my real life uh, as an adult. Um, I mean, I know that quicksand is a real thing. I know that this actually exists. Um, but it's not something that you actually encounter in, in real life, at least not for me uh, or, or anywhere that I've been. Um, and I would think that, you know, here over the course of the past 10 years or so with all of our avid camping and going, you know, national park to national park and road tripping across the country camping and whatnot, uh, you know, we tend to head towards, you know, wilderness type areas and we've not encountered quicksand or, you know, seen signs that say, you know, beware of quicksand or, or anything like that. Um, To the degree that I hadn't even thought of quicksand as a thing, um, quite possibly in years. I think the I think prior to her busting that that classic one line at me and giving me the idea for today's podcast. Um, outside of that context, I think the previous time that I had thought about quicksand was, I think, reading through some sort of role playing game manual. Um, some sort of rules for how to handle, you know, quicksand. If you want to have your, you know, as a dungeon master, if you want to have your, your characters encounter quicksand, you know, what the rules for that look like. Like, you know, what sort of saving throw they'd need to make to uh, to see it, to detect it. Um, and if they didn't, how that works, you know, mechanically in terms of, you know, their, their character's, you know, demise. Um... And I think the only other time that I've thought about it as an adult is uh, watching The Princess Bride um, when they're in, you know, the uh, the forest there and, and being attacked by rodents of unusual side. Um, but that's it. And it's just, you know, again, just, just something that hadn't occurred to me. Um, and so I figured I'd share because, you know, that's what I do is, you know, hop on push record and, and ramble about things. So, so there's that, um, you know, if, if any of you listeners, um, come into regular contact with quicksand, please let me know where you are and, and where this is. Um, just out of curiosity, um, and or so I know where not to go. So I don't, you know, fall victim to quicksand because, uh, it doesn't seem fun. Um, Heck, I remember when I was a, a you know, oh, shoot, I don't know, 12 or 13, that, you know, for the, like, six or nine months that I was in the Boy Scouts, um, I remember in the Boy Scout manual, it talks about, here's what to do if you're in quicksand, um, to which, I guess I'm just going to belabor the hell out of this point, at least for the, the first segment of today's, today's podcast, um, Quicksand, for those of you who, who, who might not be aware, is, is not really like it is depicted in the cartoons. Um, as I understand it, it's, it's a situation where sort of groundwater has, has you know, mixed with sand in such a way that the, the, the sand is, is sort of floating in the water. It's, it's, it's not so much sand as it is water that just has a lot of sand in it and instead of the sand all like sinking to the bottom 
like it would in like a fish tank or something. It's all like saturated and like floating in there. So it looks like sand, but it's really like water. It's a more of a fluid type situation. Um, and so if you ever find yourself in quicksand, uh, what they tell you to do is to, uh, you know, basically sort of relax and go limp and kind of like float on it like you would in the pool or in the ocean. Just try and try and, you know, flip to your back and be real still and kind of loosen up and, and, and float. Um, that apparently is the key, um, you know, unless you've got, you know, a handy rope or something to grab onto to pull yourself out. Uh, but apparently the, 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 the trick with quicksand is, you know, you start to fall into it, you'll freak out and start flailing around, which just sloshes the water around and, and creates the suction that, that sort of pulls you under. So, you know, should you ever, you know, encounter quicksand, I'm told that's that's the way you counter that. So, um, you know, keep that in mind, I guess. That's that's a little something, something for you there. Um, try and be educational. I may be completely wrong. If, if you know better, again, let me know. And we can, you know, clarify that to the, to the other listeners. Um, so, I think I've exhausted everything I could possibly say about quicksand at this stage. So, so we'll we'll, we'll shift gears um, and go to the other thing that she mentioned. That again, I hadn't thought about forever, um, and that would be the Bermuda Triangle. Um, on the off chance that. Uh, you're not familiar with the Bermuda Triangle. Um, I mean, I realize that, you know, I'm kind of a older sort of science fiction, science, supernatural, whatever kind of guy who, who's interested in those sorts of weird phenomena and so forth. Uh, but maybe there are people out there, you know, maybe maybe the reason I haven't heard about the Bermuda Triangle is that, you know, no one talks about it anymore. Um, the Bermuda Triangle is an imaginary triangle if you were to you know connect the dots of i believe it's bermuda and puerto rico and like the southern tip of florida if you you take those 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 points and connect the dots and make a triangle that's that's the bermuda triangle um and the mystery there the the legend if you will is that um there's something funky going on in that area and, you know, a lot of ships go missing and airplanes go missing and nobody knows, you know, what happened. You know, if you, you, you fly or sail through the Bermuda's Triangle, you're, 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 you know, rolling the dice and gambling with your life. Um, you know, and uh, like I said, it doesn't get, doesn't get a lot of press these days. Doesn't, doesn't, doesn't get talked about much. It's, uh, uh, you know, I don't watch a whole lot of TV these days. Um but doesn't seem to be the major plot point of any of those things that I'm aware of. Um, not a lot of movies about it nowadays, but, uh, you know, purportedly it's a thing. Uh, you know, whether it's actually a thing and, in, you know, it acts in the way that they say it does is, is well, I, I was going to say up for debate. Um, you know, I tend to be skeptical nowadays and I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's bullshit. Um, but it, it is a thing in the sense that, you know, this is a thing that people are, you know, speak of and are aware of. And, and you know, it is a topic of conversation. I'm not just making this shit up. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't come up much, uh, for whatever that's worth. And, uh, I remember 
and I think the same holds true true for Abby, is being, you know, a bit fascinated with all that as, as a young person, because there, there's a lot there, you know, you hear about, it's all, you know, mysterious and spooky and, oh, what's, what's this about? Um, that, you know, kind of piques your interest and kind of, you know, engages you on a, on a weird sort of level as a young person. Um, at least it did me. Um, I, I, I remember as a youth, um, I don't know, I'd say probably seven ish years old, um, old enough to where I could read and, in you know, not just, you know, your, your, your Dick and Jane books or whatever, but like actual, you know, books with, you know, paragraphs and, 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 you know, not many pictures. Um, I had a series of books that I feel like I got from one of those book fairs you have, uh, at school. Well, I guess that I had, um, I'm led to believe that these still exist in the public schools, the, you know, the scholastic book fair, uh, where, you know, they, they bring out all these, these portable rolling bookshelves, um, set them up in your, your school auditorium or whatever. And, you know, they, they sell you books uh, for, for, for young folks. You, you go home with an, you know, an order form um, and you can order them. And then like once a year, they'll, they'll come around with a little, little portable bookshop, I guess, um, to get these books. And I remember getting, I feel like it was a whole series. There was one that was about, like you know, the, uh, the Bermuda Triangle. Um, I feel like there was another one that was about like, you know, the Loch Ness Monster or, or Bigfoot. Uh, there was one about UFOs, you know, those sorts of things. Um, if you're particularly old school, um, there was a series. Uh, I could be wrong. I want to say it was like a, t a Time Life series, uh, you know, Mysteries of the Unknown. And because I'm not driving... I can actually, you know, check some stuff on the internets real time. Uh, Mysteries of the Unknown. Yep, Time Life Books. Um, da, 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 published by Time Life Books from 1987 through 91. Um, each book focused on a different topic, such as ghosts, UFOs, psychic powers, dreams, etc. These are not the books I'm talking about picking up from the book fair, by the way. I guess I should clarify that. The, the books I got were little paperbacks that were like geared for children. Um, but same, same, same theme, same topics. Um, there used to, the reason I bring up the whole mysteries, of the unknown thing, they used to have commercials for them on TV, like all the time. Um, and it was that kind of, that kind of, you know, creepy, paranormal, pseudoscience-y kind of stuff. Um, and like I said, I had children's books about this. And I remember reading, you know, it was, you know, about the, the Bermuda Triangle, and, you know, the, the, the legend and the theory about it and how, you know, no one really knew what it was. And, you know, when people would fly into there, their radar would start getting wonky and the radios wouldn't work, but or would start picking up, you know, weird signals of, you know, random beeps and whatever. Um, and I believe it went on to, you know, theorize that, um, like the center of the, the Bermuda Triangle was supposed to be like 
where Atlantis had been, um, you know, before it sank to the bottom of the ocean. And that's why the Bermuda Triangle is all, you know, spooky and weird because the, the Atlanteans are, are, are messing with us and capturing people, um, you know, and it, it, you know, they were, it told stories of, you know, people who had gone into the, you know, sailed into the, the Bermuda Triangle, you know, and, and were gone for, you know, weeks on end. But when they, you know, finally did emerge, it seemed, you know, they, they swore it was only a day or two. Crazy shit like that, um, which, you know, as a young person, uh, I ate up quite mightily. I, I, I enjoyed the, the ever-loving crap out of that. It was just good, fun stuff. And, you know, you're young. You, you, you don't quite understand science <laughs> at that stage um and skepticism is not really a, a thing that's you know sort of hammered into you and or life has taught you at that point so it's just just good stuff uh, you know all these possibilities of this wacky stuff um you know it was just good good fun stuff but but yeah don't not a thing you really think about uh much as an adult at least i that i don't think about um uh, much as an adult um so yeah so there's there's that um i think i'm gonna take a, a a quick minute here and uh pour myself some mountain dew so uh hang tight and in the meantime you can enjoy this and i'm back uh delightfully hydrated caffeinated and you know dangerously sugared so you know Congratulations to me on that, I guess. Um, so yeah, it was like a whole series. Um, and, and I, I did try, you know, briefly to try and like Google and see if I can't find these books again so I could be more specific, but it, it's, it's one of those things. It's kind of hard to Google like, uh, Bermuda triangle children's books. And there are a bunch of books out there. Um, there is apparently a Berenstain's bears book about the Bermuda Triangle that I was not familiar with and seems an odd mix, but you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, I remember there was, there was, there was the Bermuda Triangle one. Um, there was one about, you know, like mysterious creatures that was, you know, all about like the Loch Ness monster and, and Bigfoot and the, the Yeti and, and, and things like that. Um, that was, that was pretty fascinating. Like I said, I don't, don't really remember a whole lot of the specifics about most of them like i said it was kind of a hey kid have you ever heard of this thing you know the the, the loch ness monster no well let me tell you and maybe it'll scare the crap out of you or maybe you'll just find it interesting you know we would proceed to you know tell you know you what the what the legend of you know bigfoot was for example um you know and but it wasn't they weren't like stories like they were presented in a in a non-fiction kind of way um obviously without any sort of scientific backing but with just enough information to where you could kind of figure hey maybe this is a real thing but yet not enough information for you to be real sure and the, and the, the tone on them all sort of had a this might be a thing kids but we don't know it's a mystery kind of a deal um so there was there was one about creatures i remember there being one about ufos and ufo sightings uh you know the the, the miniature science fiction nerd in training that i was um i ate that shit up um you know 
talked about Roswell and Area 51 and, you know, flying saucers and, you know, abductions and stuff. Um, you know, good, clean fun, you know, for, for the youngins, you know, didn't, didn't, didn't keep me up at night at all on multiple occasions. Um, and by that, I mean, it super did, but you know, I was like seven or eight, like that, that's how that works. Um, I feel like there was one about the pyramids, um, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, I, I've never seen it, but I, there, there's some, you know, series on, I feel like frighteningly enough, like the history channel where they talk about, you know, ancient aliens or whatever, um, you know, in this book was kind of like the, you know, super early, you know, for kids precursor to that. Cause they're, you know, talking about, you know, the pyramids, oh, they're, they're, they're huge and they're in Egypt and, you know, there's plenty of facts given, but then, you know, it gets into the wild, you know, hypotheses of, you know, how did they get there and how did they get built and people, you know, at that time didn't have technology and it's not possible that they could have built the pyramids. So, you know, it, who could have done it? How could it have been done? You know? talking about aliens and this and that. And I, again, I feel like there was a, uh, somehow in some weird way, uh, some sort of tie back to Atlantis again. Um, you know, apparently Atlantis before it sunk to the bottom of the ocean, um, boy, they were pretty busy going all over the world. Um, you know, cause I think they said that, you know, they built the pyramids in Egypt. Um, I feel like they said that, you know, they also built the the ziggurats in uh, you know Mexico and 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 you know South America you know the whole Chichen Itza thing um, where you've got it's kind of a pyramid it's more of a, a stepped uh, pyramidal type structure but but still pyramid ish um, you know they built those you know um, possibly is some sort of means with which for the Atlanteans to communicate with the aliens. Cause Hey, if you're going to go, you know, off the deep end, uh, with some crazy theories, you might as well, you know, go full tilt. Um, you know, how they, you know, some sort of communication or signaling or, or, you know, yes, the Egyptians, you know, buried their, their, their Pharaohs in there, but, you know, is that, is that what they were for? Or is that just what they used them for after the aliens left? Like crazy shit like that. Um, you know, just, just, just good, uh, X-Files kind of stuff, I guess. Um, which I say being a person who probably would have enjoyed the crap out of the X-Files, um, but never actually saw more than I think a couple of episodes, um, which, kind of blows my mind at this stage because um, I would have been into all that kind of weird freaky stuff um, you know at the time I mean I was alive and of a prime TV watching age uh, when the X-Files was on um, I was too busy in I guess college of the Navy just messing around or drinking or let's face it playing Magic the Gathering or Dungeons and Dragons most likely uh, you know, to take time off to, you know, do anything as mundane as, you know, watch the television machine, um, which seems a shame because I feel like I really would have enjoyed those uh, a lot, um, you know, both for the subject matter and, hey, let's face it, one of the primary characters was, you know, a, a pretty hot redhead, which is, you know, kind of my thing. Um, but now just just never saw him. Um, 
And I feel like going back to watch them now would probably not go well. You know how sometimes you can go and, and watch, you know, television from, from forever ago and you're like, oh yeah, I remember this. This was awesome. This is, this is good stuff. Um, shout out to Crystal, as I'm about to mention Friends, one of her favorite things. Um, you know, again, I, I never saw a single episode of Friends when it was, you know, on the air. It wasn't until long after, uh, you know, and the era of binge watching came about. Uh, they started watching those, and you know they're they're funny. They're they're okay. They're good. I I enjoy them. Um, you know I'm not quite the uh, super fan that uh, certain kid sisters of mine are uh, about uh, the Friends franchise, but it's good stuff. You know it, it it holds up as well as one could expect for a sitcom. Um, same thing for Seinfeld. Now that I think about it, I think I saw like three or four episodes of that while it was on the air. Um, and I've gone back and watched a bunch of them. They're, they're, they're pretty good stuff. Um, but then there are other things that you, you know, go to watch from your youth or that you missed out as a young person and then go back to watch. And you're like, oh my goodness, this is, this is, this is horrible. What, why did people, why did people watch this at the time? And I can't continue to watch this now. Um. And I'm trying, I'm trying to think of some examples there. Um, and of course, because I'm trying to think of examples and, you know, I'm recording, I can't really think of any. Um, but I think you know what I mean. Um, and I feel like X-Files would be one of those. Like, I, I think, I think if I were to watch it now, it would, it would, it would strike me as, you know, perhaps a bit corny. Um, very dated, uh, I guess. So... Don't intend to go back to that, but but again, to, to to try and loop back to the original, you know, sort of topic there, you know, the the weird paranormal supernatural kind of a thing. Um, I enjoyed as a young person, um, but again, put absolutely zero thought into as, as an adult. Um, you know, I mean, crap. I was stationed in Puerto Rico. Um, you know, I, I've I've probably flown through. The Bermuda Triangle um, on not a small number of occasions. Um, didn't didn't bat an eyelash. Didn't didn't think anything of it. Um, you know, I've I've been to Ch to Chichen Itza. Um, they won't let you in the ziggurats, by the way, um, which I think is a good thing because you know humans are idiots, um, and kind of in the same vein that I'm glad that we have the the national parks in this country to preserve things and keep you know the idiots from going in and ruining everything um they've got a similar thing going on in mexico uh with 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 chichen itza they're like yeah you can walk around the grounds and hear the ruins but you, you're not getting close enough to you know to breathe on them let alone touch and i think that's probably good um and probably you know stands as a re as an example or, or reason why they're still standing now and we haven't you know completely screwed them up because um like i said i've been to some national parks and there, there are signs everywhere that say you know don't 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 go off the path don't don't touch this thing don't you know don't put your hands all over the walls of this you know ancient structure because the, you know, the oils in your hands will interact with the rock and ruin it and, 
I'm very respectful of all that because that makes perfect sense to me. And I would like these things to be around for, you know, my children and my grandchildren and so on and so forth. But God damn it, there are people in this country that are just, you know, idiots who don't read signs or pay attention or feel that it doesn't apply to them. And, you, you know, you'll 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 be in a park and you'll see some jackass, you know, carving his initials into a tree um, and you just want to smack him. Um, you know, you'll you'll be on a path um you know hiking and it says you know there's all sorts of signs everywhere that say you know don't don't feed the local wildlife um and we'll give you the reasons for it because i could see it if it's like don't feed the squirrels and that's all it said and you know you you're, you're on vacation and you're like ah whatever i'll give them some nuts whatever but like the signs say don't feel don't feed the wildlife because you know it makes them you know no longer scared of humans, which which screws up their whole, you know, survival piece. And, you know, whatever you're feeding them is not their regular diet and will screw with their digestion. And basically, you know, don't feed the squirrels, not because we're trying to be dicks to the squirrels, but don't feed the squirrels because really it, it, it will wreck the whole rotation and, you, you know, make things worse for everybody. And jackasses are sitting there, you know, feeding them their trail mix. Oh, look, he likes M&Ms. You know, just dicks. Um... So I can't, all that to say, I can't tell you for sure that there is not Atlantean technology in Chichen Itza to communicate with the mothership and cross-connect to the Egyptian pyramids. But I'm pretty sure that that's not really a thing. That's all I'm saying. Um, you know, um, I'm not going to touch the whole Bigfoot thing. Because there are people in this country that are super into Bigfoot. Um, and I don't want them to track me down and find out where I live and, and you know try to administer some sort of beat down for some sort of Bigfoot blasphemy situation. Um, so I'm just going to, you know, shrug and go, sure, maybe. I don't know. Seems like we'd have seen him by now. But, you know, what do we know with our technology and our, you know, advanced imaging and you know, thermal scans of forests and stuff. I, I'm sure he's out there and he's, he's just evading all that. We'll, we'll go with that. Um, you know, so, um, I think I've probably said about all that I can meaningfully say about all of this, this fun stuff at this stage. So I'll, I'll probably, you know, cut it short. It, 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 it occurs to me it's tricky to, to gauge the proper length of a Toddcast when I'm not, you know, driving to or from work because there's not really a commute involved and I'm just kind of sputtering and there's there's not a well-defined endpoint. So uh, I will create that endpoint and I will do so now. Thank you for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed my random meanderings about the, the mysteries of the unknown. Um, and until next time, I, uh, I hope you all have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast. If you have comments, questions, or topic ideas that you'd like me to chat about, you can let me know via Twitter at CastTodd or email via ToddCastPodcast at gmail.com. Keep in mind that the Todd portions of those usernames are T-O-D with a single D, even though I spell my actual name with two. If you'd like to leave me a voice message that I can air on the podcast, you can either email me a small audio file or you can use the link in the show notes to leave a message via Anchor. 
If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts is appreciated. Again, thank you for listening to the Toddcast. <laughs>